As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good day, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It is Sunday, September 3rd, 2023, but it might as well be July 1st because today is Canada Day once again. What's up, everybody? I'm J.E. Skeets here in the yard on cloud nine. Shout out to the stream team. Shout out to the podcast listeners. Shout out to the basketball gods. The drought is over. For the first time in 23 years, the Canadian Senior Men's National Basketball Team is headed to the goddamn Olympics. Since 2000, they haven't been there, but they have punched their ticket. And uh, for the first time since 1994, Canada have made the World Cup quarterfinals. And I am ecstatic. If you were joining us on Playback this morning, you saw me living and dying with every bucket, every foul called, every decision. I have not been, I don't think I've been that emotionally invested in a game since probably the Raptors championship run. I mean, that was wild. It was do or die to advance. It was do or die really to book your ticket to Paris. Uh, Otherwise they would have to play in another qualifying tournament. No, they're in. They are one of the final eight teams in the World Cup, and they are one of the 12 teams at the Paris Olympics in 2024. Yeah, I was already checking flights to Paris. That will not be a hard sell to Nora. Hey, you want to go to Paris next summer? Hmm, I think she'd be in on that. Um, but yes, cheers to everyone for joining me here uh, live again in the yard on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe while I take a sip. I've got a Modelo here. I wish I had a, a Labatt or a Molson. Ah, man, what a game. What a wild game. Shea Gildas-Alexander scoring 30, uh, including just clutch free throw after clutch free throw down the stretch to help Canada get the 88-85 win over Spain. The number one ranked team in the world, a team that is always, you know, in play for a medal in all of these tournaments forever. They're so disciplined. They're so good. They're so smart. And Canada bounced back after that brutal, crushing loss to Brazil on Friday, where they really, 
really botched it and looked like, oh no, here we go again. But they rally, they come back in this one. They were down 10 at the half. They were down 12 at the end of the third quarter. And man, in other years, this team just folds like a lawn chair. Especially against a team like Spain, but not this squad, and not because of SGA on this team, and Dylan Brooks, who was huge, and we're going to get into it all. I actually just want to sort of go through the ending. If you didn't join us on playback, if you didn't watch it, it was wild. Canada was down 78-74. to There's less than two minutes to go, about 150 left. SGA drives to the net, scoop layup. You know, go-go gadget arms it, gets it up on the rim, it drops. He draws the foul because he hits the ground. He sinks the free throw, three-point play, big, 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 Canada within one. Hernan Gomez, he gets fouled on the other end. He steps the line, he hits two, so Spain back up three. On the next possession, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks for Prime Minister, he drills a three-pointer to tie the game with 112 left. Santi Aldama, who was awesome in this game, he was a little too concerned with SGA up the top. You know, Brooks sort of set a pick but slipped it. And there was just too many eyes, too much focus on SGA because you got to. And it gave Dylan Brooks just enough room to let it go. And this guy, man, the stones on this guy. He nails that one. Then on the next possession, tie game, Spain has the ball. You know, the defense is locked in. They're switching everywhere. And Brooks is defending someone up at the three-point line on the other side of the floor. He comes all the way down. He rotates all the way down to the baseline. He... Plants his feet, he tucks his hands behind his back and and forces, um, I believe it was Alex there on Spain, out of bounds for a huge turnover. It was so, I thought at first a, a foul was called. I thought they called blocking. I mean, there was obviously some, some contact from Brooks, but they said it was a turnover. That gives the ball back to Canada. Again, it's tied. Give it to SGA. Everyone else get the hell out of the way. And he hit the Spanish defender with a cold step-back jumper. I mean, it was dirty. Uh, It was a deep two. He was just on the line. They're up again, Canada. 43 seconds to go. They're up by two. Uh, A Spanish shot then. Our playback like froze at this moment. But there was like a, a shot that was tipped away. I believe Dork got the ball, got it to SGA. And then it sort of went into free throw mode. And he just hit clutch free throw after clutch free throw. Spain scored a couple times. But for the most part, it was just SGA getting fouled. Going to the line, knocking down two. Just like no emotion, no problem. I'm not even sure he hit rim. On his final six free throw attempts, just swish, swish, swish. And uh, in the end, Spain had a chance to tie it up. Uh, They had no timeouts left at this point. Um, It's a three-point Canada lead. They inbound it, and they actually got a pretty good look. And, oh, my God, my heart was dropping with that ball in the air. It looked good. It was on target. It just missed. Canada wins. And, my goodness, it feels great. Uh, You can probably tell. I am very, very happy. There have been so many brutal Canadian basketball losses over the years. I mean, I I know two that are always brought up are the the loss to Czech Republic, that tough loss to Venezuela where the officials had it out for us. Even that game on Friday, you know, Dort, he is a point. One second's too late on that three-pointer in the corner, and they they rightfully called it off, and they just played a bad game, and Brazil had an awesome game plan. But even losing that one, like, Brazil got waxed by Latvia today. Like, those type of losses, 
they've just been too too common over you know 20 plus years here for this Canadian squad and it's so nice to be on the other end and you pull it out and you come back and you sort of uh, shock a lot of people SGA like I said like just special I mean it's so refreshing to have an elite guy on this team when you need a bucket or at least like you have the confidence he's going to make the right decision and move the ball so he was awesome like they don't win this without him but Dylan Brooks the hero 22 points this was good Dylan what will happen in the next game who knows it's the Dylan Brooks roller coaster but 22 points three for three from deep and and two of those huge down the stretch five boards two assists a steal a block he's playing with foul trouble the entire game and just was incredible uh <laughs> skipping all the way through to the quarterfinals Dwight Powell um scored three times all with this sort of like little flip over his head variety off the glass. All three of his baskets were the exact same. They were all big because we needed every single one of these points. He was good. You know, him and Kelly Olynyk. I think they got outplayed overall by the great Spanish bigs. But, you know, they held their own. And Kelly Olynyk had a couple threes too. I mean, he had a bad game overall. But uh, and, and he was in foul trouble. But I think he had six too. RJ Barrett. Mm, strange game. A lot of people were crapping on him. He sort of disappeared. He couldn't hit an open three. There was a stretch where Canada, you know, after they had somehow erased the deficit at the half, they gave it all back. Like I said, we're down even more heading into the fourth quarter. And they were getting looks. They were generating awesome looks, especially corner threes, and just nobody could hit one, RJ Barrett included. Now, I will say, though, it's forgotten in the craziness of this game, but he had a really good first quarter. He had a solid, I think he had 10, 11 points in the first quarter. He only finished with 16, so it sort of tells you what happened to him for the rest of the game. But Canada would have been down huge without him and those points. And he was aggressive, and a lot of them were coming in transition, and he was looking like the most athletic guy out there. So, yeah, I don't love him disappearing and not being able to knock down a shot as the game went on, but without those early points, maybe they're not even in this. Wild wild performance uh i am trying my best to now look at the comments here for everybody in the uh in the live stream um and everyone's just sort of in shock as well canada moves on like i said and people are very excited i know this tournament's still going and and i think sga was quoted after the game saying we've accomplished half of our goals first half make the olympics check second half win the world cup so, you know, they're not done. Very excited they just made the Paris Olympics. And people are pointing out um, here in the stream team, you know, Jamal Murray pulled out late to this team. Uh, you know, injury reasons and coming off the championship. Could he be there in Paris? SGA and Jamal Murray as a backcourt? Hello. Uh, and what about Andrew Wiggins? Is that a possibility? You know, obviously not involved that much in Canada basketball. But that's that's for 20, 2024, man. That's that's for next summer. I'm enjoying this right now. Um, and and I, I just can't... I haven't stopped smiling since the buzzer went. I, I really can't believe it. So what a win. Um, and just... I just... I'm so happy for people a part of this organization and to see this actually materialize. Uh, and, and to get... And I, I said this on uh, the Athletic NBA show, but, you know, you, you see why it was important to have a longer ramp-up period to get these guys committed, to get them 
you know, playing together, building chemistry on and off the floor. And hey, playing teams in those warm-up games that are worth a damn, that came to help out here, I think. They had two really close games against Germany, who are looking like one of the best teams in this tournament. Those were big. They already played Spain in another close game. They were playing good competition uh, and, you know, testing themselves, winning some, losing some. That, to me, you know, good job by, by again, Canada basketball to organize those games and that longer ramp-up time, uh, I think, has paid dividends here. And in addition to having, obviously, these NBA guys commit uh, and, uh, you know, lose a free summer because at least a couple months. Um, and, and, and also credit to people that have helped Canada basketball. I'm talking about players and coaches, really, uh, leading up to this moment and to, and to uh, qualify for the Olympics. There's a lot of guys. I think it was like total like 33 guys that have helped in other games and in other sort of qualification games uh, to get to this point. So awesome, awesome stuff. I can't believe it. Uh, I'm seriously considering trying to go to the uh, Paris Olympics to watch them play. That would be very, very fun. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In other news today, we'll quickly talk about this one because I didn't watch the entire game. I was watching some of it early and then obviously the Canada game started and we were really focused on that because it was a do or die. Um, but Lithuania defeated the USA 110-104. So I think this is the first time since 2002 that USA has suffered a group stage defeat in the World Cup. Um, don't quote me on that, but it's been a while in the group stage. Now, it didn't matter. It wasn't like you lose and you're done. Uh, like the Spain-Canadian game, uh, both Lithuania and USA were already going through. But still, Lithuania, they dominated the first quarter. It was 31-12. to 12. Uh, USA actually won or tied the remaining quarter. So it really was that first quarter where they just got crushed. Great game plan, though, from Lithuania. It was put Triple J in as much action as possible. So they were either force-feeding Jonas Valanciunas, who's just a big-ass dude on the low post, uh, or they were getting Jackson into ball screen defense. And then from there, if he was dropping, it was pull-ups, it was kick-out threes, and it just worked perfectly to start the game. I mean, it was Valanciunas punishing Triple J, and these guys, these shooters on Lithuania, especially with the way the defense was sort of collapsing, knocking down three after three after three. I mean, they were knocking down open threes, they were knocking down challenge threes. They started nine for nine from deep. And Jaron Jackson Jr., Got in foul trouble. We see that a lot in the NBA. He only played 15 minutes. When he was out there, USA was like a plus 16. And all of the other bigs, they sort of got clowned by the size of Lithuania. Kessler was a minus 10 in six minutes. Uh, Bobby Portis, it was more even. I think he was a negative one, though. And then Bancaro, he was a minus 14 in 16 minutes. So that was huge. And we saw the game plan from Montenegro who kept it close, and those big boys, and Vucci baby, uh, Lithuania, is just, there's a bigger and better and deeper. And, uh, yeah, that's a big win. They are undefeated, along with Germany. Those are the only two undefeated teams left in the World Cup. But, it's, like, now some people are saying, hey, look, 
Look at the look at the bracket here. This was a good loss for Team USA. They're on the easier side, falling to second in this group play because of where they fall now in the actual knockout stage. And I'll show you here for everybody on YouTube. Let me just find the graphic that I uh, grabbed from at FIBA WC there on Twitter. So they say that because USA now plays Italy. And these are all elimination games from here on out. And are also on the side with Germany and Latvia. And so some go, well, look at the other side. I mean, the other side is stacked. It's Lithuania. It's, uh, you know, Serbia. It's Canada. It's Slovenia. True. But have you been watching these games? Italy? Like, they're going to bomb away. Latvia, if they were to play them, holy crap, the lasers were on fire once again. And then Germany, like I said, have have been one of the best teams in this entire World Cup and some of those games are missing Franz Wagner. So, I like, nothing easy here. I don't think we're going to see many, like, you know, 30-point blowouts from here on out because we have a, a lot of just talented teams here and teams that can sort of, like, even be down 10 or 15 and, as we just saw in the Canada game, uh, can get back into it. So, um, sure, I guess that's... I don't know. Is that better playing Italy than playing um, Serbia or, you know, some other squad? Sure, yeah, maybe it is, but... Uh, I wouldn't assume that's like just a gimme because the last couple of games, Team USA looks, they're good, they're talented, they're deep, but they look like a lot of other teams where it's like uh, if if no one's helping Anthony Edwards score, you're in a little bit of trouble. The size has been an issue. Austin Reeves got his ass handed to him today. Every time I was watching that game, he was getting his scored on. He was getting too smalled a lot uh, by the big Lithuanians. So that is going to be, that's going to be fun. And these games, these quarterfinals, they kick off on Tuesday, okay? Lithuania and Serbia, that's going to be super early. We won't be on playback for that one. But Italy-USA, I I believe, starts at 8.40 a.m. So we'll be watching that one on playback. That link is in the show notes. And then on Wednesday, we got the other two quarterfinal games. It's Germany and Latvia. Excuse me, Germany and Latvia. The Lazas. And then Canada-Slovenia. So yeah, we got SGA versus Luka coming up here but we'll be on uh, playback for that one too so the two second games or sorry the second games of both those days in the quarterfinals will be on uh will be on playback um and it's it's win in advance which is very very exciting just so uh, everybody knows i told you canada is through to the olympics so are usa those are your two um teams from the americas region because we had the dominican republic uh lose today and Brazil also lost, like I said, to Latvia. Um, and so that, you know, that made it that if Canada won, they got to go to Paris. And they did. So USA and Canada. France is obviously the host. So they're there in the Olympics. Japan from the Asian region. Australia from the Oceanic region. South Sudan representing Africa, which is really cool. And then two Europe spots to be decided. And just it makes like not only are they playing for a World Cup here and medals, but they are playing a lot of these European teams to uh, try and get in to the Olympics without having to go through another qualifying tournament. Because after this is done and after we have our two best remaining Europe squads, we will have four Olympic tournaments next year, like basically right before the Paris Olympics, Um, because we will then have we will have in total seven from this World Cup teams that have made the uh, Olympics France as the host and then four more remain there's only 12 teams in the Olympics um, so that 
is that, uh, again, I'll jump here in the comments to see what everybody is saying. Who do you guys like to win this whole thing? Again, Lithuania and Germany are the uh, the undefeated squads. They both look great. They, bo- they, both, ha- they both have their style that they commit to, um, and uh, they're going to be tough, tough outs. But, you know, look, Serbia we know is good. Slovenia has Luka. Can Canada figure out a way to stop him? You've got Dort and Brooks, and I mean... <laughs> You've got the, uh, I guess, I was going to say, you've got a solid arsenal to throw at them, but it's Luka, so you got to just take away everybody else. That would be my game plan. Uh, people want Lithuania. They want Latvia. People are all in on Latvia. That's a feel-good story for sure. Uh, when the three drops, they can beat anybody because they let them rip. Uh, luckily, they went a little cold versus Canada. Got to press up on that team. Got to make them put it on the, put it on the, on the floor. Um, and then you never know what type of officiating you're going to get in these games either because holy crap. That Canada-Spain game was a wild ride. It was nuts. They were like, they go from calling nothing to calling everything to calling nothing again to like, hold on, that was a foul like two minutes ago. Suddenly you're not calling it. Take a seat, talking to everyone. Let's go look at the monitor. They just, uh, it's it's just a wild ride. You never know. Um, but do you think USA, uh, this was like almost a good little wake-up call to lose to Lithuania here? You think they will uh, have no problem sort of marching through to the finals with their side of the bracket? Or can one of these teams like Germany or maybe even Italy, again, like don't, they're, they're scrappy, man. Um, can somebody surprise them? Can't wait to find out, but I'm going to call it there. This is a long weekend. I have been sitting on this computer now since about, mm, you know, a little after eight o'clock this morning for all of these uh, FIBA World Cup games. It's two o'clock now, <laughs> so I should probably get outside for my own health. But uh, I am extremely happy with Canada and uh, uh, thanks to, to everybody that's uh, either tweeted in or DM'd in, or you know, obviously if you have my number, text in. This was like the Raptors winning the championship. I swear to God, I was starting to get, like even my mom's like, your dad's watching the game. He can't believe it, what a comeback. My dad was watching FIBA basketball? What? It's crazy. So you're right. I'm going to go touch some grass. Thanks for joining me here. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. We will be back later in the week for a couple more podcasts. Um, Definitely one on Thursday. Once the quarterfinals wrap up, we'll get in the Classic Factory. We'll sort of, uh, you know, recap those games. We'll look ahead to the semis. Maybe there's some NBA news. Probably not to talk about. But we'll do something on Thursday. Otherwise, a lot of these games were on playback. And uh, what else is there? Oh, there's an Is This Good dropping in the feed uh, on Monday. Trey Kirby talking to Matty O and JD. So you know that's going to be funny. But thanks for joining me here today. Always appreciate it. You know what? We did this last time. Let's do it again. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Embrace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.